COVID-19 is shutting down businesses and ruining lives, but I know many of you are committed to beating this thing and coming out the other side better than ever. But in order to do that, I think we need to take a step back and acknowledge everything we've learned over the past five months. Put it to paper and make sure we use the wisdom we've gained to build a more profitable business. On today's episode, I'm sharing my 10 key takeaways from this pandemic, 10 things that this pandemic has taught me. And, and if we open our businesses back up again and don't bring these insights with us, it will have all been for nothing. Stick around because on today's episode, I'm gonna show you how we can take lemons and make some delicious lemonade. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Now, each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. That means doing more covers and driving more revenue. Each week we choose a topic, we pick that topic apart, we, we come up with some key insights, and then finish up with an assignment. I always leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, as we all start looking toward the future, I think the worst thing we can do is try to return to some sort of normalcy and not carry with us the things we learned during this pandemic. It's been a long five months, and while much of this has been awful, I hope you'd all agree that we learned something, something about our market, our business, ourselves, the old saying holds true, what doesn't kill us only makes us stronger, but the key to that being so is that you have to let it make you stronger. Knowledge is power and experience is the best teacher. If you're going to come back from this shutdown better than you were before, you have to actively seek improvement. Now, a lot has been said about the state of our industry, that half the restaurants out there won't survive this, that there will be tons of vacant spaces, and that chefs and aspiring restaurateurs uh, will now be able to finally open their restaurant. They'll be able to, to get these spaces, to enter the fray, and that may be so. But those people won't know what you learned from this experience. This hardship can be a factor that sets you apart from the rest of the competition, but again, only if you let it. I said this a few months back and I'll remind you now, I think it's crazy that people say they want to return to the way things were. I don't want that and you shouldn't want that either. We should strive instead to achieve a whole new reality, that, that new normal that the people on TV keep talking about. Instead of returning to 2% profit margins, let's set up our business to achieve 12. Instead of a constant churn of new employees, let's bring back staff slowly and surround ourselves with people who get what it is we're doing and want to be a part of that. Let's set clear expectations for what we stand for and raise the bar for what we expect from our employees. Why are you in business? Who are you here to serve? And how do they need to be served in the coming months and years? That's 
That's number one. It's all about serving an audience. The things our guests needed a year ago are different than what they needed a month ago, and those needs will continue to change over the coming year. We can only guess what the next stretch will look like, but you keep your true north by focusing relentlessly on your guest. To that end, number two, reinvention and reposition are not only possible, but perhaps required. So let's break those two down. They are two different words that often get lumped together, but they're not the same. Reinvention means you build yourself into something new entirely, right? A caterpillar goes into the cocoon and emerges sometime later as a butterfly. Repositioning, though, is about redefining who your audience is or how you're going to serve them. So we're going to talk about repositioning in a few episodes, but for now, think of it as this, getting clear about who you are, what you serve, and how best to communicate that. So McDonald's is the king of fast food, right? They are known for burgers and fries. Well, how does Burger King compete? Well, they compete by pointing out the size of their signature Whopper, that it's so much bigger than the Big Mac, and by pointing out that all of their burgers are flame broiled, right? Our food isn't just get heated up in some commercial microwave. It's actual food that sees actual fire. That's their position as a natural, more flavorful, more filling alternative to the popular industry leader, McDonald's. Likewise, Subway sandwich shops position themselves as the healthy fast food alternative, right? So deep down, most of us know that subs aren't really healthy, but compared to deep fried potatoes and reheated meat products, it comes off that way. It's why they've been so successful over the years with their Eat Fresh campaign, right? So their product is what it is, but through their communications, they position it a certain way in the eyes of the consumer. Now make no mistake, you can do that too. And we've talked about this before. You figure out who your competitors are so that you can figure out what category you're in. You then identify ways to separate yourself from the other competitors in that category. That's called differentiation. What can you offer that your competitors can't? Now, as we come out of this pandemic, you may need to reassess your market entirely and find a whole new way to position yourself in the eyes of the consumer. But you can do that. Now then, what's reinvention look like? Well, that's when you turn yourself into a butterfly. Like I talked about, uh, Leah here in Brooklyn, a pizza place that turned itself into a specialty food market when the pandemic hit. And just last week, they introduced a brand new logo and color scheme. They have officially rebranded. They had to because they are now something totally different. So in coming out of this, do you need to reinvent yourself or reposition yourself? Now, my third takeaway then coming out of this pandemic is that you need to diversify your revenue streams. You need to figure out all of the ways you can make money. I'll use myself as an example here. I make the majority of my income from my consulting clients and from my photography business. And it's been good these past several years, but there have been some rough patches for sure. I only work with a small number of consulting clients at one time, otherwise I get spread too thin. So maybe that's five or six and I'm good. So I flesh out my monthly revenue and then add in some food shoots here and there and it's great, there are no problems. But there have been times when I've slipped down to just two or three clients, and those were lean months, to be sure. And then, of course, when this pandemic hit, half my clients shut down completely, and there was no way I was going to be able to schedule any food shoots, so that was a problem. 
But I will say it was a problem that I foresaw a couple years ago and one of the reasons why I launched this podcast. It's helped me cultivate one-on-one coaching clients. It's helped me broaden my audience and it's provided other revenue streams like uh, the budget template I now sell on the website and some of the sponsorship opportunities I've explored. I'm also writing a book, which I'll be able to talk more about in January. But all of that allows me to diversify my revenue streams. So if one falls away, I've got others to lean on and that lets me uh, do what I'm passionate about and serve more people. So. When I tell you to do this, I'm not telling you to do something I haven't done myself. You have to figure out ways to safeguard your business from the unthinkable, like a global pandemic. You look at your resources, and you look at the skills you bring to the table, and then you figure out ways you can serve your audience. Now, we've talked about this also a lot over the past several months. The restaurants that were hit the hardest were the concepts that only did one thing, like in-person dining. So when the pandemic forced places closed, they were screwed. They either had to shut down or scramble to provide takeout and delivery service. Those that got scrappy won because they were able to still be in the arena. But you have to bring that mentality with you into the new normal. Remember, there are hurricanes each year and blizzards. People get stuck inside. So if they can't come to you, you've got to find ways that maybe you could go to them. Likewise, this recession is going to last a long time and people may not be going out to dine with the same regularity they once did, especially if they can't find a babysitter or if they don't feel comfortable letting a babysitter come into their home. So how can you acknowledge this fact and offer a product that meets people where they are? Find ways to diversify your offerings. So you've got in-person dining and takeout and delivery and maybe retail, at-home meal kits and private events and catering and merchandise and on and on and on. Coming out of this, I would build a concept that protects me in the future. That's what I mean by diversifying your revenue streams. Now, number four, everything is negotiable. Our businesses are hurting, but remember, you do have some power here. Everything is negotiable. Salaries, uh, ordering, produce, even your lease. Run the numbers, make your case, and see what you can work out. Remember, the answer is no if you don't ask. Now, number five, creativity and flexibility are crucial. You need to stay nimble as we all try to figure out what this new normal will look like. Remember, there's that old adage that goes something like this. Big ships don't make right turns. They turn very, very slowly. And the benefit of being small is that we can shift much more easily. We have less overhead, less staffing, less baggage. We can we can be a burger joint this month and with relatively little work, we can become an Italian restaurant next month. Find peace in that fact. If you need to change gears, you can and should do it. It is one of your most valuable assets. Bigger companies are stuck doing what they do. Olive Garden can't change thousands of units overnight. Neither can Applebee's or Outback. But if need be, you could. Now, number six, remember that we're all in this together. If there's anything I've learned over the past few months is that people are resourceful, resilient, and kind. Every restaurant owner I've spoken with is just taking it one day at a time and only too happy to talk to me about about what's working and what isn't. I trade notes with restaurant owners all day long and and I share what I'm learning uh, for no other reason except that I want to help people. 
and they do the same. And mind you, most of the people I talk with are not my clients. I have five clients at the moment and I'm working hard for them, but mostly I get to talk to the woman at the register when I pick up my pizza or the guy on the phone when I order sushi or fried chicken. I ask how it's going and they tell me. I talk about how I'm in the business and and what I'm finding uh, is working and and not working and we, we trade notes. Even your competitors can make you stronger. So build a community of business owners and find ways to help each other. We really are stronger together and the more partnerships you can forge now, the better off you're gonna be in the new low touch economy. Number seven, you need reliable ways to connect with your audience and it goes beyond social media. So for everyone out there who took for granted the fact that we see our patrons every single day, I hope this is a bit of a wake up call. We have digital tools available to us to help us maintain our connection to our patrons. Why wouldn't you use them? The best one, of course, is email. And and this is not only the easiest way to reach your people, but it's also the preferred method of communication. So I'll take this opportunity to announce officially that the email strategy workshop is back on. It is definitely happening on Sunday, October 4th. A bunch of you purchased this course a while back, but then the pandemic hit and it became impossible for me to pull it together. I promised you I would get back to it and it is going back onto the calendar. It's going on sale September 1st. It's going to happen on October 4th. And since we're going to do it live, I'm limiting it to just 50 spots. And remember, a bunch of those spots are filled already. It's going to be a three-hour workshop where I walk you through step-by-step how to set up, integrate, and execute a successful email marketing strategy. Please keep your eyes peeled for the link in the coming weeks. Uh, If you're not already on my email list, this is probably a good time to sign up. People on that list will have first dibs at those spots. You can click the link in the show notes or simply visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com. If you scroll down to the bottom of that page and sign up for the list, uh, you'll actually get my uh, marketing calendar template. It's a great resource that'll help you track your communications efforts. And hint, hint, it's a great resource that actually works in tandem as you're setting up a regular email schedule. Now, as we move forward, you need to think about ways to reach your audience when you don't see them every single day. Don't rely on social media. You need a direct way to reach people's inboxes. Now, my number eight takeaway, right? No one has all the answers. Sometimes it's okay to say, I don't know. It's a powerful place to start from because it then invites collaboration and curiosity. So couple that statement, right, I don't know, with the next statement, let's find out, and you've got a powerful one-two punch uh, that's going to help you out of just about any jam. It's It's the key to finding creative solutions. Have the guts to admit you don't know it all. It will pay dividends in the long run. I found myself thinking this a lot during the pandemic. I've been in the industry for 20 years, and I've never seen anything like this. But by saying, I don't know, and by problem solving my way out of it, I know I'll be better off in the next crisis and the next one and the next one. So all of that leads directly to number nine. You've had to think about things you never thought of before, like how to clean menus, how to disinfect a bar, how to put up plexiglass in front of your register and on and on and on. Don't let it stop when we go back to normal. Keep finding ways to innovate and improve. Creative solutions are the only solutions. If there was an easy answer, somebody would have thought of it already. By nature, we have to get creative 
to think of other ways to solve the problems we're facing. Now, remember here with this pandemic, people could no longer dine inside. Okay, then I guess we'll get patio tables and chairs and umbrellas and heat lamps, whatever. Let's move the grill out front. Let's let's put up a banner announcing that we're going to do a happy hour. Let's let's run an auction to move some of our wine inventory because people aren't really dining here with us. Let's let's bottle up our cocktails and sell them to go. Let's turn our pizza restaurant into a specialty market. Business owners all over the world were faced with the exact same problem and solved that problem in wildly different ways, and I find that incredible. But don't stop now. Bring that creative spirit with you. It's going to serve you well in the new economy. Then number 10, remember, we decide what our businesses look like on the other side of this, right? So hopefully you learned about your audience or yourself or your business over the past few months. Apply that to what you do and don't be afraid to redefine who you are. You get to decide what kind of restaurant you want, what kind of energy you want to create and what kind of staff you want to employ. Surround yourself with people who get what you're doing and want to help you make it better. That then actually leads me to one more. I've got an extra one for you. So let's say number 11. Now, more than ever, you've got to know your why. Now, remember back on episode number 11, uh, we talked all about Simon Sinek and his book, Start With Why. And in that book, he talks about something he calls the golden circle. It's three concentric circles. The outside is labeled what, one ring inside is labeled how, and then on the inside, he labels why. And he said, most companies work from the outside in. They know what they do, the, the products they offer, the, the service they provide, and then the how. They know how they deliver that product, how they differentiate themselves uh, from the other uh, competitors in the market. But most companies, he argues, never even get to the middle. They never even think about the why. And he makes the point that the best companies out there work from the inside out. They start with why. And I'm going to suggest that you do the same now. Figure out why you're in business, why you serve the people you serve, why you do what you do, and then work out from there. Let everything be informed by your why. And that's it. 11 takeaways uh, that we learned during this pandemic. Again, uh, rolling through them quickly. They were, number one, it's all about serving an audience. Number two, reinvention and repositioning are not only possible, but maybe even required. Number three, I want you to figure out ways to continue diversifying your revenue streams. Number four, remember everything is negotiable. Number five, creativity and flexibility are good things you need to stay nimble. Number six, we're all in this together. Build partnerships and help each other. Number seven, you need reliable ways to connect with your audience. That's probably email, but think about other ways as well. This will happen again, some version of this pandemic. Number eight, no one has all the answers. I think it's okay sometimes to say, I don't know. Number nine, you need to think about things you never thought of before and bring that with you. Keep looking at things differently. Keep shifting your perspective. It's just gonna help you be better and better. Number 10, we get to decide what kind of restaurant we have on the way back. We get to decide what kind of staff we have. We get to decide who we get to serve. And then number 11, think about why. Start with your why. Why are you in business? Why do you do what you do? And let that inform everything else after that. 
your assignment. I want you to go through all 11 of these and figure out what you can do moving forward. Uh, I'll say this is going to be a 30-minute exercise. Just sketch out, brainstorm some ideas, how you can pull what you've learned into the new normal when you get there. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you being here and love the community we're building. If you've gotten something out of this podcast and if you have a few minutes, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. Five stars just help boost us up in the rankings, which in the end just helps us reach more people. It, it lets us help more people. I appreciate you being here. Until next week, stay creative. <laughs>